0: Good day to you podcast listeners. Welcome back to 50 Years Later with Jim Bumgardner And boy, howdy. I am excited today. Now, the topic of the show is AI. Are you fearful or fascinated by this technology? Me, I'm a lot of both. And I'll explain what I mean in just a moment, right after this message from me about Anchor. I do hope you'll consider clicking through and starting your own podcast today. And welcome back to 50 Years Later with me, Jim Bumgardner. How are you today, gang? Boy, I tell you what, this morning I woke up, well, I went to sleep, and have been going to sleep, with those questions that I needed answered, that I know will get answered by way of, be it simply the subconscious, or the things that speak to the subconscious. That's a whole other discussion we'll get into. Well, probably pretty soon, considering the, the topic of today's show, where we're talking about artificial intelligence. That's really big nowadays, as far as just being big in general, and then also in the talking points out there. Are you fearful of it, or do you find it fascinating? Or, if you're like me, you can see both sides of that. And I tell you, it's... I'll sum it up. First off, I'm going to say, when it comes to artificial intelligence, from a... <clears throat> emotionally level perspective i will say that it's like any other tool okay a tool is a tool is a tool it's meant for a specific purpose but can be used for something else that's not so great and i I view artificial intelligence the same way now i've been playing with some ai and some other just (laughs) software that's sort of like ai for a while now, just wanting to learn more about it, get a better grasp of what's happening with it, and uh, what to truly expect from my own perspective versus someone else's. And uh, I listen to those perspectives, and I hear those who praise it to the high heavens uh, from a very technocratic standpoint that I'm not a big fan of. Um, Some folks out there in that scientific community see it as literally playing God or creating a God to rule and control and dictate from. That's very real possibility, okay? The other side, I see as the ones who see it as the incredible tool that it can be to make our lives easier. And now here's the key about easy. Easy can go one of two ways. Easy can either make you lazy or two, free you up to do more things that you do and do them better I mean let's be real about this when it comes to well, any tool or technology that's come down the pike over the past 50 years and definitely beyond all throughout history um, known and unknown you know gosh to, f- to fear the progress and change that comes through technological advancements is one that you got to be very, very... Be mindful of things, but don't be afraid of it. Because you need to understand it. And you actually, your fear will go away once you do understand it. Now, again, that that there can still be concern. But don't let that be fear, all right? But again, you can look at anything. I mean, from the guy who, or gal, or whoever invented the hammer. I mean, we don't know. But the person who decided that it was a good idea to take a stick and put something heavy on the end of it to be able to bang on something else to connect something else. Yeah, you know, that's the most basic definition of a hammer that I could possibly give you. But somebody had to think about that. Before, they were just using the stick or just using the rock to bang on something. But when you put the stick and the rock together, it gave you better aim and focus and strength in your swing. And it works, right? But then along comes some knuckleheads who decided to pick up same stick and rock combination and club somebody in the head. That's terrible. And it just goes to show how the hammer itself wasn't bad. It was the user. And that's what it will always boil down to no matter what the object is. Period. So in my own personal experience with learning more about artificial intelligence and the things that do simulate or can simulate aspects of reality... You know, again, I, I'm both, you know, fearful and fascinated of it. Uh, first example that I played with, um, I could, well, actually, no, the very first example I played with was, gosh, well over a decade ago with a program called Crazy Talk. Nowadays, everything is advanced to the point with deep fakes, but at its root... It's very similar to a program called Crazy Talk. And what Crazy Talk would allow you to do was to take a still 2D image, apply some points, and animate that photo. And, which was great, because you could do things in that regard quickly that would normally take you a ridiculous amount of time in production. I mean, animation is no joke, but the tools that have evolved since, boy howdy, it makes it so much easier to do this stuff. Just a little bit of a learning curve here and there. And voila, next thing you know, you're making cartoons. Or Avatar 2, Electric Boogaloo. But, in seriousness though, it was a great tool for a great purpose for me at that time. And it was was cool, you know. But then as it's evolved to where it is with the deep fakes, you can see how it can go from being a funny joke, ha ha ha, to something that could be used for nefarious purposes. Because you can add... See, with it, okay, so say you animate the picture, and then you can add voice, and it will animate the mouth to the voice that you provide, or the uh, soundtrack. So, again, in its infancy, it was just fun, it was silly. You could also tell that it wasn't real, okay? Now, you could fine-tune and tweak a little bit here and a little bit there and make it look better and better and better uh, just with that one particular platform and software, But, you know, now, I mean, you've got the stuff that is, like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And now, see, then you would have to record your own voiceover script. Well, nowadays, you don't have to do that either. i played with a program called VidVoicer, that it's a text-to-speech program that's, in many ways, very, very good. A lot of the, uh, the voice avatars, I guess you'd call them, that will read back the words that you type, um, They definitely sound very clunky, but a couple of them, they're very good, and I've sifted through some, and I've used it on one video, I do believe it was the uh, story of a story video of the Lego Batman movie commercial that I had done for the local McDonald's here, uh, however many years ago that was, Um, nope, No, yeah, not the commercial, the commercial I did using crazy talk and my own voice characterizations. But in the story of the story of that spot, I used the vidvoicer as the narrator to tell the story of the story. Uh, Mainly because I was just fascinated, excuse me, that it would do that and sound just lifelike enough to pass. You know, and again, nothing is, well, I ain't going to say that. I would say nothing will ever totally replace the human abilities and skills in communicating a message. I can't really say that, especially with what uh, I've been toying with today. A couple days ago, I had caught a video clip from Jordan Peterson, uh, who's apparently going to be heading to a re-education camp. Boy, that's quite the story, isn't it? Anyway, uh, but anyway, he he was talking about ChatGPT. Now, ChatGPT, what that is, if you haven't heard of it, Is uh, it's a chatbot, but it's a very, very advanced chatbot. This thing is amazing. You'll need to like you know search it out on the web to get to the site. It's totally free to use, but it's fascinating. It's like you could think of it as a search engine in one aspect of it because type in any question like you would on any other search engine and it'll spit back results. Now, where the standard search engines now just give you a list of websites, this one will will really talk to you. Sort of like with your Alexa or your Siri or Google Assistant, any of those things. When you ask it a question it'll say something back and it's, you know, it's obviously just, you know, it's not very advanced as far as AI technology. It's just a vocal search engine. Now with that chat GPT I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, anybody goes when you go search for it, eh, it'll 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 set you straight because that's what it does, right? But with it, though, you you can get conversational dialogue put back in your face. So, say you pose a question, or you wanted to do something, like say, um, write me a summary about Valentine's Day, and it will spit out like in three seconds. A, a very good summary of what Valentine's Day is, was, and it's just crazy how fast this thing computes that question and gives you a dialogue based response. Now, this is just text. However, you could take that text and plug it into a program such as VidVoice or any of the other text to speech programs out there, and then it would read it back to you in a human voice. I mean, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. And again, the 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 implications of that it could be used very nefariously. But if you're not a nefarious person, it could be an incredible tool to help you in research, in um, getting you focused. I mean, I just okay. So now then, let me tell you where my fascination overrides the fearfulness of using an artificial intelligence program like this one. Okay, so um, again, I've been pondering this one thing when it comes to what I have always done and been doing online now with JimSoyBox.com in regards to talking about toys specifically, action figures, right? Now, the thing about all of that, while JimSoyBox is meant to be just kind of a catch all of all the things that I get that uh, tickle my fancy and I like to share with people. Uh, The toy aspect, and again, especially action figures, that aspect had been perplexing to me as to why I was so engaged by them. I mean, I'm almost 50 years old, right? Why would a grown man? Because there's more to it. (laughs) There's so much more to it. You've got the aspect of the art and the appreciation of and the engineering and the designs and the creativity and everything that's captured inside of those little pieces of plastic. But more importantly to me is the opportunities that these action figures and toys of all sorts have in regards to education. Because you can learn something from them. Like with action figures, it's cool because the characters that they represent in and of themselves already represent certain lessons you can learn. When you watch a movie, there's a moral of the story, right? And those characters portray the events that lead to the moral of the story. With that said, you can take the action figures on your desk, if you happen to have them, or on your bookshelf, or in your IKEA shelf cabinet thingy, however you got them, or just in a tub that you got in the back of the garage, and pull those out, and you can learn something from them. That's the key word. You can learn something from them. And I really wanted to expand on that and be expand, but be specific in what you can learn. So right now, I invite you to jimstoybox.com, and the, it's the pin post right now in regards to your desktop is a classroom. Use it. You can learn, man. i give you some examples of my desk as it sits right now and how it's set up and it's a mess. Oh, man, is it a mess. But you know what? I'm good with that because that's my mess. It's that my mess that... It keeps me inspired and feeling creative and thinking and all that. And then when I'm not, I just, I enjoy the aesthetic that's around me, even if it's missing. But again, in writing that particular blog, I knew where I wanted to go. And when, I'm a, I learned this term not too terribly long ago. As a writer, I'm a pantser. You know, I will put together a, a simple outline, sort of. But in most instances, it's just in my head where I want to go, what I want to say. As far as, like, okay, what's my main meat message? Okay, now how am I going to get through this and all the points you do in writing? Now, I've got a general outline either in my head or just notes on a piece of paper. But then when it comes to the actual writing process, I'm a pantser. I don't go just totally, you know, rigid in my style of making sure I've got this, 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 and this. So I can do this, 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 and this. Nope. I, uh, I fly by the seat of my pants and again, there's good things about that bad things about that and one of the bad things about that is as a pantser, you can find yourself getting off point and losing focus well, now what I did in, because I knew exactly what I wanted to say I just couldn't say it I could not get the words out and I've been working on this for a couple years now really Uh, if not even, maybe four years now but I sat down and I used that chat GPT or GPI, whatever it is, to kind of hone my questions that I was wanting to answer, or the questions I was proposing, and then it spit back an answer at me that would then allow for me to go, oh, okay, and it helped me clear my thoughts and focus, and I was able to do it point by point, and it helped me write more fluidly, and go to the, go read the, I mean, I'm very proud of this blog post. It's very good. And I mean, that's not to brag or boast or anything like that. It's just, it's really good. My wife, Alicia, normally doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to the stuff I do because she lives with me. She hears this stuff all the time. So to go read or listen or watch something about it again, it's a rerun, right? But I sent her this one this morning, and while I was watching her read, I actually saw her eyebrows go up. That was great. The points that I was throwing out there and hitting they were hitting home with her and she listens to my my crap all the time as for 15 years but in that post in that writing i got her i got her and it's not that she's a tough audience but you know as well as i do that when it comes to being at home even jesus wasn't a prophet in his own hometown so it it really is hard to score a, a hit and a run on the home field So I'm very proud of that. But it's actually chock full of solid content that will give you value. So it doesn't cost you anything to go look at it anyway. But there's some valuable stuff in this blog post. And I really hope you'll take the time. And there's less to do about action figures and so much more to do about education and learning. And that's my message on pretty much everything I do. When there's a problem, the solution is always going to be education. I don't care what it is. If you, oh, you're oh you broke, okay, well, you need to learn how to make more money. I mean, there it is. There's your solution, right? You got to learn how to do something. You got a job that you hate. You want to get something different. Well, you got to learn what's available and learn you to learn what you're truly good at and start working towards getting into that niche and field. Uh, also, learning about where you want to be in that rural. I mean, we've all got to do something to pay the bills, and in doing that paying the bills thing, um, you know, you, you, you're better suited by getting good at what comes naturally to you. You'll be happier, more satisfied, more successful. And now the things that you feel you want to do, explore them. Go for it. But learn about them. Learn about them. Again, the solution to every problem is education. Period. Don't care. That's, that's a whole new thing to put out there as, a, as, a, as something I will... Definitely, be another hill to die on. That statement there. Every problem has a solution, and that solution is based in education. Hmm, that's good. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. Uh, maybe I will actually. I, I was joking, but that's that's pretty good. But anyway, I uh, I'm just tickled about that. And again, the the thing that I'm really wanting to poke, you know, to point out is that benefit of artificial intelligence as a tool to help. You and whatever you're doing, and that that particular one, the chat GPT, I feel bad about not knowing that. As I like, anyway, um, that tool for me was so beneficial. Now, you're talking to a guy or listening to a guy who has been through many technological changes in my career of choice in broadcasting. Again, my first gig. And when I was learning about broadcasting and broadcast production, I was still working with quarter-inch tape and a razor blade to do edits. Of course, you have multi-track recording and all that as well, but it was still based on tape, physical, in your hands. You, uh, you're like a surgeon in a way as you precisely cut through the tape to put it all together and all that. Um, so there's that. But then along comes probably about 90, 93 is when digital editing really came into play PC based And I was apprehensive about that I didn't like the idea of it Why? Because I was afraid of it I mean, That's the truth, I was afraid of having to learn a new way of doing things And it just, I didn't know But it didn't take me very long once I sat down And I started seeing what could be done As a voice guy, I did a lot of voices on commercials, right? And I did a lot of character voices and multi-voice things. And in the days of tape and analog recording, uh, you had to get pretty creative in how you'd want to pull those things off. Again, multi-track was great because you could lay one voice down on this track, do the other voice on the other track, and try to time them out and everything. Or one of the things I preferred to do is I would record the separate parts for separate machines and then i would orchestrate it well i like got orchestra That's why i keep using that term but i would have like voice one on uh cart machine which is like an eight track but not um but i'd have that on a cart and then i do another voice or part or sound effect on another card and i had my my cue list in front of me so as the main voice i would be reading this and hitting the buttons Bam, 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 catching it all linear time on quarter-inch tape on a reel-to-reel. And God forbid if you blew a take or the damn thing wasn't cued up right, <laughs> you just have to do it all over again. Uh, but it was fun. I look back on that, and I'm still proud of those works. And I wish I had, I wish I had the the, uh, the air checks of that stuff. Uh, but it was really good, you know, and mainly because of the the satisfaction in, that came in producing those things. Anyway, when the, when I got introduced or forced into the digital editing space and I sat down and then realized that I could lay all that stuff out on a screen, either do it linearly as far as like just walking through all the motions in one take and one track or instead of having all the different card machines around and then like the multi-track tape, I could do it on the screen and I had more control to move the bits and pieces around non-linear that allowed me to do more, get better results, and tweak things that were virtually impossible to do in an analog recording setting. So, again, I come to you with that experience behind me and say, you know, the tool is only as good as you can do. Because now that the negative side of that digital editing and all that evolved from it in the radio days was that, like I said before when it comes to easy it can either make you creative or lazy and I see that the industry on the whole got lazy they just got lazy with it instead of really using that tool to expand their creativity and be able to do more in less time and with less resources Um, and that's the catch point too and I'll admit I've done it myself I had done plenty of things where I got lazy because of the tech I mean, when you don't have the fear, okay, like, when you're live on the radio, live on the radio, you don't get take two. You're in there, the mic's hot, you're running, the audience is is there, you're there. Bam! You don't get a chance for take two. That's why you got to put in the effort and the work to read aloud and get your reading skills down and smooth so there's no, uh, 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 uh. Pre-reading your copy to make sure there are no crazy world words you need to pronounce to avoid the stumbles and bumbles. Well, when you've got the ability to record everything and then track it out and insert it so you don't have to be live but still sound live, you know, you can fix the goofs. And in some ways, that's okay. It's nice. But in other ways, though, it takes the pressure off there's no sense of urgency or immediacy in, in pushing yourself because you don't have to because well, yeah take two and there's nothing to take two other than a click, a delete, and a restart so when it comes to artificial intelligence again, I've been another reason that I bring this up is because of the fear that I do hear from people on it and they have valid points but the reality of the situation is, it's a common And there is no stopping this. Because why? Well, no one's come up with a different solution. And where does the solution come from? Education. But nobody's doing anything to change that. So, I highly recommend to you, if you are fearful of artificial intelligence, do yourself a favor and learn about it yourself. There are a lot of platforms out there that will give you the opportunity to experiment with it. Uh, again, the chat GPT, that's great. And then there's also the ones that will render and generate images and video of words that you type on the screen. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. But go try it today. Go learn something new. And go to gymsoybox.com, Read today's blog about how your desk is a classroom. And it's waiting to teach you so many things if you let it. And allow you to teach others, too. So, I got to get off here. I'm fixing to cross that state line to get to my day job, which stopped me from doing more of what I wanted to do with all this energy and enthusiasm and inspiration. But, Lord willing, that's what tomorrow's for. And there's a long list that came from just this one today. Man, oh man, I can't wait to share it with you all. Anyway, until next time, this has been 50 Years Later with me, Jim Gardner I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day, and we will do this again tomorrow, okay? Okay.